Now, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new? What is this show? What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you watching? Okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people. Let's all take a 10-minute break. No more TV. Turn it off now. Welcome back to Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm Aaron. I'm Andy. And we're adults. Uh, so... <laughs> That's a great start. <laughs> so this week, we had a reprieve, a very welcome reprieve in Peppa Pig, which is finally not the worst show we've ever seen. No. Because I feel like the last few episodes are just progressively worse television. Yeah, we, we really bottomed out with Word Party, and it's <laughs> nice to just kind of get back like a pendulum, swing back in the other direction. and. <laughs> Get a breath of fresh air with some because I had heard so many bad things about this show. Yeah, I I could see how it could probably get annoying, especially seeing as we watched episode or sorry, season eight, episode one sixty five. Uh, so knowing that there are that many episodes, I could see being annoyed by it eventually. However, us this being our first foray into Peppa Pig, um, it wasn't wasn't half bad. No, I I would like to just make a comment to anyone who's trying to figure out what episode we watched uh if you go and try to look at a list of episodes good luck yeah oh yeah it, they're impossible to follow and also wikipedia only lists six seasons oh and there's eight yeah at least according to the nick jr app yeah the nick jr app on roku said that we were looking at episodes from season seven and season eight wikipedia says that season six was last year and there is no season seven or eight so i don't really know what to believe <laughs> Well, usually it's not Wikipedia because that's a user submitted site. Mm. Uh, but eh, you never know. I feel comfortable trusting Nick Jr. in this, that they would know the episode numbers of the thing that they're showing us. But is this a Nick Jr. show or is this an import from England and Nick Jr. like has the rights to it? Do you know? This looks to, to be an import from England. Okay. I mean, the, the voice actors are very clearly British, but I did love the accents, especially, I you know me, I love British children talking. Like, yes. they're so cute. <laughs> are they as cute when they occasionally snort in the middle of their sentences? <laughs> uh, it wasn't that bad. But again, I can see where hundreds of episodes later, it would not be. Yes, according fun. to Wikipedia, there are 303 episodes. Oh, yikes. Right. And I can see that if your your kid was someone that watched this constantly, it might start to grate on you. Yeah. Especially the voices and the kind of the way that it tells its stories and, and progresses through its narrative things. <laughs> Not now, to get too technical. Right. Now, this is another uh, one of the kids shows that has a lot of memorabilia is the wrong word stuff merch merch swag Thank you merch and swag uh at the stores so i get the feeling that there that exists for a reason that there's some kid obsession around oh, yeah. the show but again i it's nothing our kid has ever watched and i don't really know a lot of young kids who tell me their favorite tv shows so i don't remember seeing any of it at his at our son's school is that the audience three and four year olds i have no idea I with a lot of these shows i'm not really sure what the age range is supposed to be and how old do these shows go? You mean like how old are you when you watch this? I guess m more like at what point do you grow out of like Peppa Pig? Oh, I mean, I feel like Peppa Pig's one of those things like Christmas movies and and flannel sweaters and things like you just flannel sweaters. Yeah. 
I, I panicked. I couldn't think of another <laughs> thing. <laughs> I couldn't think of a single other Something thing. Something cozy. Co- yeah, cozy things. Yes. Grilled cheese and tomato soup. You never grow out of grilled go. cheese and tomato soup. You never grow out of Peppa Pig, prob- probably. Hasbro <laughs> bought the company that made Peppa Pig in 2019. Interesting. A company called Entertainment One, which is a very boring company name. And they bought it for $3.8 billion. Holy crap. No, I'm not going to do any more looking into this, so I'm going to assume that they bought it entirely for, for Peppa, Peppa Pig. Pig? That Peppa Pig, that it's like Minecraft. They that was going to be my next question, dollars. is that all they do, but there must be more. That text isn't a link that I can click on on Wikipedia, so as far That's as fair. I know, Entertainment One has made one show. And it's Peppa Pig, and it's about as profitable as Minecraft. Because I think that's how much Microsoft <laughs> paid to buy Minecraft. Wow. Well, that's cool. Congratulations, uh, companies. This is also one of the shows that was in that weird YouTube controversy thing a couple years ago. With almost like the, with the the creepy Elsa videos and the Peppa Spider-Man. Peppa Pig was in that? Yes. Peppa Pig was one of the ones where they were making like weird videos involving Peppa Pig were showing up on YouTube. And would show up when you did a search for Peppa Pig on YouTube. Now, remind me. So I know uh, we came across a few of them, but it was mostly like game simulators using characters from the games like Spider-Man and and I guess Elsa and the Hulk and other things. Yeah. And they were just like racing cars and kicking massive soccer balls and stuff, like doing weird stuff. But there was a bigger controversy, right? Where the controversy, right? Where there was... Other things that like inappropriate things happening, correct? Yeah, inappropriate things, things involving violence and sexual things of a sexual nature that I guess were were there as well. Yeah. Now that you say that, I feel like I remember there being an issue with guns being in like the hands of like Elsa and Anna or Olaf or something. Yeah, it was I don't really remember much of the controversy and in the story. I know that there was a lot of like big think pieces and stuff like on Vox and Slate and Really? You know, yeah, they were wow. talking about this whole Elsa gate. I think is what it called, they called it. Yeah, what was the point of that? Was it an ad revenue steal sort of I thing? I think or? so. I I never really, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I read like the first couple paragraphs That's of fine. articles and I, sure. I, I don't really know. I can make something up. Do you want me to make Go something it. up? Okay. Well, see, the thing is that copyright law isn't followed in space. And a lot of people <laughs> in space were getting our transmissions and they were oh. seeing them, but they didn't quite understand them because they don't speak Earth. And so they were just trying to like make programming that we'd like and bend it and, you know, send it back. But they just get wires crossed and like, okay, they clearly like frozen. They clearly like guns. They clearly like sex stuff. Let's just send that back. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's just a cultural differences thing between us and space. So, uh, Peppa Pig, <laughs> we watched an episode that kicked off with Children's Festival, which I love the generic Children's Festival name. <laughs> Can we talk just very briefly before we jump into the, sure. the uh, things? What did you think of the aesthetic of Peppa Pig, the, the visual style of it? Uh, it bothered me that the drawing of the animal heads, the ear line went into the head, if that makes sense. So instead of going... <laughs> Like the the the. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just that that that's the te- with everything of the visual style of Peppa Pig. The first comment is the ear line. Yes, the the half circle that makes the ear on the pig, for example, the part that meets with the circle that is the head, uh, went into the circle. 
like past the line mm-hmm. and that really bothered me and i also thought that the heads of the pigs looked a little bit like a coach's whistle yes oh my god i was trying to figure out what that shape was and i also feel like there's a good chance that some rando drew a pig like that and someone was like oh that's so cute you should write a book or something <laughs> and then they were emboldened can, by can that you, can you say it again in a british accent because no, that's what okay. I, i'm sorry i can't that's fine. Uh, but I, I also i feel like the drawing style of this is like those poor people that you see that aren't faking it on like america's got talent and American Idol, whose friends have never been honest with them about the quality of their singing voice. (laughs) Maybe that's too mean. I don't know. I just, it really bothered me that the lines went into the head. I just felt like I was watching some cartoon on Newgrounds. Like it just, it felt like a flash animation the whole time. Yeah, because it was like, uh, they were, as they were walking, it was both choppy and weirdly glidey yes everything everything felt like that kind of glidey thing of like good but not great flash animation and when they would show the wide shots especially of like the houses on hills it reminded me a lot of do you remember salad fingers yeah (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) like if you if you did kind of a palette swap on some of the shots of salad fingers so like it was brighter colored but still just like these buildings with very made up of very thin wavy lines that made up everything yeah what what was the the tagline or not the tagline but the quote from salad fingers that everyone said something, uh, about... something about rust or nails uh, uh it's, it's, it's something about spoons i don't really remember I don't it was either. weird i i don't i don't know if you had this but around the era sorry tangent yeah, around the era of salad fingers and new grounds and Weebles and oh yeah, Weeble and Bob, Weeble and Bob, and um, all of those viral videos, I guess. So kind of like early YouTube, mm-hmm. um, but also pre YouTube, right? Because these were when you were hosting these videos on your site, which is why Newgrounds kind of existed. Yeah. This was the age for me and for the people that I hung out with of quoting things. <laughs> you barely had actual conversations. All you did was quote your favorite videos or movies. Like when Anchorman came out, I wanted to stab myself in the ears. <laughs> when Family Guy was a thing that people watched really. Religiously, I wanted to hide. I uh, it's all anybody did. We didn't talk to each other. We just quoted things. I I very much was guilty of that. Did did you ever see Awesome Town? I don't think so. Awesome Town was like a, a pilot that the Lonely Island shot before they got on SNL. Sold. It, I'll watch that. It, it, it's got some moments in it, but it was something that I remember freshman year of college, we discovered it. Uh, and it's that's it wasn't when it came out. It's just when we came up across it, and we must have watched that and quoted it for months. <laughs> that Charlie the Unicorn. Yep. Um. God, I think there were a couple others, but things like that. You're right that it was just having conversations of quoting those things endlessly. I guess it, uh... that's kind of just like what Reddit is now. I guess. Yeah, except you're not in person. Mm. It's actually worse. Is it though? Actually, no, it's not. It's better because it's easier to avoid. I, I can close a tab ignore, on Reddit yeah. of people just quoting movie lines over and over again. That's not as easy to do now. Yeah, that's true. I also didn't like that her mouth kept making perfect circles. That weirded me out. Oh, I didn't notice that. I, I did notice, though, that um the mom's eyes were purple. 
Oh, I or, didn't or the circle that. around her eyes. So I wonder if that's supposed to be eyeshadow. However, it's around her entire eye. So I, like <laughs> she's got like, like a, a black eye did. thing going on. It's like how a little kid does eyeshadow. Like like a little girl playing with makeup for the first time. Goes up to just, like the hairline. Yeah, and just goes all the way around. <laughs> I <laughs> Forgive me, Krista. I'm about to tell this story. I remember... <laughs> When I was probably not old enough to know better, I'm going to say nine-ish, uh, with my cousin. We hung out a lot. She was effectively my sister. Um, her poor cat, uh, Fluffy, <laughs> typical Fluffy uh, cat name, uh, was an orange tabby. And I'm going to say a good sport because I don't really remember, but she let us put makeup on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, what a sweet cat. Yeah. I loved Fluffy. Anyway. Did you do a good job with the makeup? Oh, I, I specifically remember that sh- the eyeshadow was teal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a photo of this somewhere. I will have to try to find it. Um, and I think she had a little bit of lipstick. I'm hoping it was cruelty free <laughs> at this point in, in life. But um, I honestly couldn't say it was the 90s. So there's that. You're welcome. So we're at a children's festival in Peppa Pig. <laughs> Cats go through so much. I know. They, they put up with so much. We That's really the only crappy, like, I, I will say that that was crappy, but it's really only the crappy, the only crappy thing we ever did to any animals because we are fervent cat fans and love them very much. We just, just tarted them up a lot. <laughs> just, just the one time. Oh, it was just um, one time? Yeah, just the oh, one okay. time. I May- thought you were saying this is like a regular thing you guys no, did. No, no, I... I Maybe we got in trouble for it, or we realized Fluffy didn't like it and definitely didn't do it again. <laughs> didn't like it? That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It was just the one time. Otherwise, we basically just, you know, loved on her all the time because cats are cool. Happy ending, I guess. <laughs> Back to Peppa Pig. <laughs> We're at a children's festival. Uh, did you notice that the narrator in the show is kind of unnecessary? Yes, he does... <laughs> Just kind of tell you what you just saw on screen a lot or what someone just said. Is this based on a book series or anything? Because I got the feeling, again, that maybe the narrator was reading what what's in the book. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But yeah, it did just a lot of times the narrator would say things that had just happened or they'd say something and a character on screen would repeat it almost immediately. Yeah. Like I think at the beginning of the, the children's festival. He's explaining what the Children's Festival has. It's got lots of things to do, and it's fun, and it's on a fairground. And then Papa's, well, we're at the Children's Festival, and it's got lots of things to do, and we're at a fairground. <laughs> I mean, I know repetition is important for kids, but uh, yet again, that is something I could see as getting old real fast. Yes. Yeah. But there were there were moments that I enjoyed the narrator. There was one in one of the later things where the dad walks into a tree. And then, like, it walks face first into a tree, then falls over, and the narrator comes in and says, Papa Pig has walked into a tree. (laughs) And it almost had, like, vibes of uh, Ron Howard in Arrested Development, like, where he's kind of almost commenting and adding a little bit to the joke of what's going on on screen. I don't know if that was intentional. Probably not. I uh, So they're at this festival and they're walking around doing these little events, you know, for the kids' activities. Um, and they go into the first tent, which is a story tent. Mm-hmm. And they... Are you going to read the story right now? Oh, no, the, the I didn't write it down or oh, anything. Oh, you didn't? Okay. But I'll... I, all I loved about... Or what I loved about it was that it was three pages. 
it was a, like I could probably guess what the story was and not be far off. It was there was a pirate. He really liked treasure. He dug some up the end or he something. <laughs> there once was a pirate. He really loved treasure. He dug up some buried treasure. The end. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody cheers and it's the best story. And the activity is over. Every parent in that tent is rolling their GDIs because... <laughs> no, there's the one dad who's walking out of there right. and he's just saying so sadly, like... In a pirate accent. In a pirate accent. I'm sad I can never go sailing again. <laughs> so then they move on to the making things tent. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that it's called the making things tent yep. because I feel like they, they know enough about kids to know that it, it will change. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the first tooth she's like so everybody want to make baskets and they're like no mm. how about a hat no and then how about a dragon well yeah why didn't you go with that first <laughs> clearly the kids want maybe she's just trying to build up some excitement right and then the typical smarty pants pipes up oh and says gosh. dragons are mythical creatures and she calls them like a clever cone clever clogs clogs whatever that is yeah you've ever heard that phrase before <laughs> No. All the time, calling people clever clogs. But my favorite was that the elephant corrected her and said, um, actually, it's <laughs> child prodigy. I hated that so much. <laughs> I hated that so much. <laughs> it's the same rabbit that's going to each tent yeah, in the activities. Running back and forth between the tents for these things. And she's only going when Peppa Pig goes. So, like, all these kids are just sitting around. Waiting, waiting for, for Pepper Pig to finish the previous activity. Because when Peppa Pig arrives, everyone else is already in the tent. Oh, right. And then Peppa Pig gets in, and then the rabbit runs in and like takes off her pirate hat and puts on her making things hat. So this whole festival just exists to amuse Peppa Pig. And if other kids are there having fun, that's great too, but... I feel like that's kind of on the festival developers or, or you... planners or whatever for scheduling literally no time between activities for this poor rabbit. <laughs> Like, she's clearly in a huff when she runs into the next tent. Yeah, I feel I felt a little bad for her. Like, she was very clearly run ragged trying to keep up with all these different activities. Yeah. So they make dragons, I guess. I don't even remember if that happened. But then the, the activity is done and the family's outside. And <laughs> I, I felt so bad for the mom because they're saying, oh, we're going to, you know, stay here tonight. We're going to have lots more fun tomorrow. And the mom starts to say something like, well, I thought we'd find a nice hotel nearby, but... And dad chimes in excitedly, we're going camping. And she is like seconds from rolling her eyes or <laughs> something, shuffling her foot. They really, they really leaned heavily on the kind of standard mom and dad in a kid's show, like take characters here yeah like he the dad was very excited for camping later on he refuses to admit that he's lost yeah right yeah you're right the the stereotypical roles the mom talks about how she wants to go dancing and how she doesn't want to play in the mud and doesn't want to get dirty like it's very huh. good catch Thank you. So as they are figuring out camping and they put out this tent that in no way could fit even one member <laughs> of this family, even the smallest one who is adorable. I think his name is George. Yeah, I think is the only thing he says in the entire show dragon or dinosaurs. Possibly. He's so cute. So this tent is literally the size of George and Papa Pig, four of these pigs that need to fit in this tiny tent. It's kind of sad. And they are walking to a place to set it up and they go past. Is it the sheep's? 
tent. Yes. Who are yeah. glamping, which A, way to set those expectations for your kid that they get to <laughs> glamp. B, they brought a bathroom and a tent yeah. and a TV. A working toilet and sink. Unless they're on some campground and we completely missed that and there are already these things, in which case the dad is even meaner for bringing this shitty little tent that nobody's going to fit into and not just renting one of the glamping tents. I'm surprised at no point did he say that it builds character. <laughs> is is glamping a vocab word that children need? No. Is, is, this a, is this a concept we need to be introducing to like six and seven year old kids? However, as we've discussed previously, as fun as camping can be, why can't we just sleep in a bed? Right. Yeah. Preferably our own bed. Like So I would actually be for glamping over actual camping in, in certain circumstances. What you want is basically like a five-star hotel with a fire pit outside. Yeah. That's basically that it. That I can have to myself and or my party. Yeah, like a little private fire pit where you could sit and like roast marshmallows and then be like, all right, peace. I'm going to go shower and get the smoke smell off me. I'm going to go sit in the jacuzzi for a little while and then I'm going to go to bed. Even better. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have these in Connecticut. I say you like I don't live here. <laughs> um, if we have these in Connecticut, I I'm originally from Maine, and in Maine, especially near the coast, they have these essentially like mini houses. So it's it's like a effectively bungalow? a freestanding hotel room. Like, like it's got a little mini frit, like a mini kitchenette sort of thing, and a bathroom, and it will have you know two queen beds or one king bed, and a little um, little couch and a TV, like, and like it's a just cabin. Kind of, but it's it's smaller like than a, a cabin. Like a bungalow? Maybe. I don't actually know what a bungalow is. I don't really know what bungalows are. Okay, me either. Uh, I just, you, know, you hear them referenced in like songs and on TV, and I, I don't really know what I feel like what that has to do with is. the beach or something. Is it, didn't, weren't you talking about the beach? Or were you just saying by water? Uh, No, that's not necessarily by the beach. It's probably near water. Okay. But anyway, uh, so that's that's what I envision as a, a, one of those, but with a fire pit. So oh. that it's it's not because you don't want to like sit out by the fire and then go back into like a big massive hotel with really clean everything and like you want to continue the the small cozy experience if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I still want to go back to the hotel. Like, I like the idea of being able to go back and like yeah, but then take a, imagine a hot you get shower. your own mini hotel. Like the entire building is all for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just like not sharing walls with people. I well, no, I, I, that I can understand, but like I'm not picturing it with a big king size bed and right, you know, an air conditioner and it, it had that and a TV I could watch. Yeah, and... it, it really was just like a little house, like it's almost like a tiny house, but hotel based. Anyway, uh, all right, I'll, I'll accept it. That, I'll accept that. That sounds like it might be okay. <laughs> At this point. I noticed that uh, when they were watching the TV while they were glamping, it looked like there was some sort of like superhero bean on TV <laughs> that we later learned. Like a lima bean or something? Yeah, we later learned. Like a Mama Sheba? That it's actually super potato. Oh. And I'm really disappointed that I don't, like we we don't find out anything else about super potato in this episode at all. You don't find out much about him later either. But... No, just some kid references him offhand. But that's great. I didn't recognize that. Second segment was the Muddy Festival. It's no longer Children's Festival. It's a Muddy Festival. Because it has rained. Oh, yes. Which they had talked about a bit in the previous a, segment. A, a bit. Like every other line was foreshadowing that that it, it might rain. Wouldn't it be nice if it was rain? Mom won't, Mama doesn't want it to rain. Peppa would like it if there was mud. Dad would like it if there was mud. 
Like that was half the dialogue from the first segment. So now there's mud. Hmm. Yes, everything is mud. I noticed that the brochure for the children's festival that the dad is carrying around literally has... It doesn't look like it's actual mud. It looks like they drew a splat of mud on the brochure to let you know that it gets muddy. (laughs) (laughs) Papa Pig clearly lied to Mama Pig about this event. Yeah, I feel like he, he oversold it or undersold it. I'm not really sure, but she I think she, her expectations were much higher than. They went to go do the sandcastles. That was the first activity they went to do, mm-hmm. which they said were uh, mud castles instead, which is a lie because sand does not turn into mud when it gets wet. Sure doesn't. That bothered me. And also she says uh, somebody tells her it's clever to do mud castles and she said oh it rains every year so we always do mud castles. Why wouldn't you call it mud castles then? Well, I mean, you're in marketing. Which one sells better, mud castles or sand castles? For kids, mud castles. You think so? I think that kids Especially pig kids. I think kids wouldn't know what mud castles are. I, they wouldn't understand it. I mean, what, is, what does our kid do when he doesn't know what something is? Cry. Yes. Yeah. What does he do after he's done crying? Try to eat it. No. <laughs> he asks. Oh, yeah. Yes, that one. And then we tell him. A mud castle is a sand castle with mud. I'm just I'm just saying, on the brochure, that would have been seen by Mama Pig as well. If they had put in big letters, your kid's going to make mud castles. Now that is a good point. If you want to market it to parents instead of children, you don't want to advertise that they're going to get real dirty and have to sit in your car like that on the way home. Although actually, Mama Pig seemed to be the only one who wasn't into the mud. Most of the parents seemed fine with it. Really? I thought it was just the, the dad and then all the kids. I guess I didn't notice the other parents. Well, they didn't seem in any way like upset about it. Maybe they just didn't oh. bother to animate sad faces or something. Or they read the brochure. Oh, yeah. Maybe they read the brochure a little more clearly than Mama did. And then the next activity is painting with mud, because of course. Mm-hmm. It, followed by puddle jumping. Uh, no, it's actually technically the history of concrete area. Oh, right. But but instead, because who wants to learn about that at I all, ever? I would love to learn about the history you of concrete. Would. It sounds very interesting. So she announces puddle jumping, and my first thought is, this woman does not have children that she has, needs to clean later. Like, who, who comes up with this activity? <laughs> well, she made sure they all had their boots first. Okay. And then, yeah, then they got covered in mud. Just completely covered and in mud. And then the dad jumps in a giant puddle of mud and covers everyone who wasn't already covered. Definitely covered now. And then they watched some antelopes sing a song that was like, you were trying to make a legally distinct version of Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that that's not a song under copyright. I don't know how British copyright law works, but I'm pretty sure you can just sing Old MacDonald Had a Farm. <laughs> I don't think there's any risks there. And they're playing for the time of the afternoon which is supposed to be dancing yes and mom's finally excited oh dancing i love dancing and then the i think somebody even says like oh it's just mud dancing and she goes great <laughs> like literally she's <laughs> gritting her teeth, teeth. Yeah. very funny oh poor mama and <laughs> this this episode or segment jump cuts so quickly i think it said like everyone's having fun in the mud world book day like it was there wasn't even a beat between and not only that there's a drum roll that's building up so it's like you hear a little drum roll and then it just stops (laughs) world book day really random kids kids stop processing that story we're on to something else now 
Which is World Book Day. World Book Day. And this is where we where one kid references Super Potato. And this one drove me nuts because this is a problem that I've had with school in the past where bless them. Oh, the I, knew, teachers... I knew you were gonna bring this up. I the second it happened, oh Aaron's gonna mention this. Bless them and teachers. We love you. You do amazing jobs. If it weren't for you, our kid would not be as cool as he is, for sure. However, <laughs> could you please plan things at least 24 hours in advance? Like, <laughs> this, this this teacher says, oh, tomorrow's World Book Day. Come dressed as someone from your favorite book. And I'm thinking, parents don't just have costume stuff that applies to this lying around at their house. Well, let me tell you what. I was wrong. The whole, the entire pig family, as we learned from a later episode, apparently just has like a costume collection. They, they, they've got tons of costumes everywhere. So no one's worried about that. But anyway, it would drive me nuts if I had to come up with a costume in like the three hours between when our kid got home from school and bedtime. You, you would have ended up going from school to Michael's to find like costume material or to Goodwill or something. Uh, Right. To (laughs) frantically think of something. Please plan ahead. (laughs) Sam, your favorite book character is. A kid that dresses like you. <laughs> We're going to quickly write a book about you. That's your new favorite book. Dresses yourself. Or it, the the three, you know, dress up costumes that he's received as gifts over the years. He's going to figure out how to <laughs> convert one of those into. We're going to go to the library. We're going to find a Godzilla book. Yep. And then you're going to wear your Godzilla costume. The end. So they get back to their house to try and figure out what book they're going to dress up as. The, the pig family does. Mm-hmm. And the little boy, was George, was that his name? Yeah, the, his her brother. Yeah, the little yeah, the little George. pig. Yeah, he's very excited. He's gonna be a dinosaur, and that's fine. He he's just says cute. dinosaur rar, and yeah, it's adorable. And Peppa Pig's having difficulty picking what book she wants to be, and Dad suggests that she dress up like Funny Onion, <laughs> the book Funny Onion that Mama Pig wrote. <laughs> which I'm already laughing. You've already got me. <laughs> and then he goes to read the book, and there's been a printing error, and the book is just a lot number <laughs> no like the first page is the part the start of the story and the rest of the book is a long number <laughs> it's, it's like funny onion was going for a nice walk three eight seven two nine <laughs> oh it was so good i was dying and to top it off the kids oh, that's right show up at school the next day and there there's some pretty cute moments actually some you know um the first kid I forget what he was, but he said he he liked the character because he was strong and brave and kind to old ladies, which I love that that's cool. And that's something you want to mention. Uh, <laughs> and then then there's Edmund, who is I don't even remember what animal he was because I was too busy dying at the fact that he went as the big number from Mummy's book. <laughs> So he just has numbers sticking out of his body. Bless his mother for figuring that out in less than 24 hours. (laughs) I like to imagine that he went as that number like the last two Halloweens. (laughs) And he's just got this giant. I I know they don't really do Halloween in Britain, but it's still like he's just got the giant number costume. Oh, I love it. That that Uh, little segment there was one of the funniest things we've seen on this show. Yeah. On this, sh- oh, our, the yes, podcast. Yes, on, 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 on the funny. <laughs> I was like, we've seen one episode of Peppa Pig. I don't think you can. It's still, technically, the funniest thing I saw <laughs> in an episode of Peppa Pig. That's true. <laughs> so that that I mean, you can't really top that. Uh, but it was finally 
also cute that Peppa never ended up deciding what she wanted to be. So she just did a mashup of all of the characters and she was a fairy pirate monkey duck. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. It's great. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and then that, then that also just very abruptly smash cuts to yep. Roman Day. <laughs> of all things. Of all things. Maybe Roman Day is a real thing in in Britain and we just, you know, over here aren't aware of it? No, I, I they didn't say it was a day. The grandmother said she's a part of a historical reenactment group. And today they were reenacting the Romans, which is a very weird and generic phrase. And I also didn't realize that historical reenactment groups reenacted the Romans. For some reason, I just always assumed that historical reenactment groups were kind of an American thing. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's the only reference point we have. True. But I mean, I guess other countries have history they might want to reenact. I just, I've never seen it or heard of it anywhere. I would be interested to know more. Are we going to look it up, though? Mm, maybe. But as, as we said, they're at Grandma's house, and Grandma's away doing her Roman reenactment stuff. And she comes home and just continues to show off their enviable and impressive costume selection when the kids say, what are Romans? We want to be them. And mm. Granny just pulls out hats. She's like got Roman at minimum helmets. three Roman helmets. Yeah, for them to wear. <laughs> And she teaches the kids to say, Veni Vidi Vici, which they just run around saying for the next two minutes. Which it's... is pretty accurate for a kid. Yeah, and actually like kind of cute. You give a kid a hat and you tell them a thing that they can say, and that'll amuse them for about 15 minutes. Yep. <laughs> so they head inside and... <laughs> Grand I forget how the topic comes up, but Grandma mentions that she made a mosaic this morning. And my first thought is, this woman is productive AF. Like, she's reenacting Romans all day. Also, she made a mosaic, and she got out of the bed. I I'm think jealous. that she was at Granny Day Camp. Aw, <laughs> oh my god, that's adorable. She went with her granny friends to that Granny Day Camp. That should be a real thing. I think it is. Is it? Yeah, but I think it... Well, it's, I guess it's just like a, any day program for elderly yeah. people. Yeah, but... But like the outdoor element is nice. Anyway. She just went and, you know... Got dressed up in costumes with their friends and did crafts. And, <laughs> and drank tea. And drank they, tea. They mentioned, yes. Yeah, Grandpa was very... Another weird... Another standard kind of thing of Grandpa just assuming that Grandma spends all her days her day just chatting with her friends over tea. I mean, that sounds nice. I mean, it does sound nice. But <laughs> yeah, they do a mosaic in the dirt and then they say, let's go have a Roman bath, mm -hmm. which... I feel like that's a troublesome reference. It's gotta be, right? It sounds like it... It, someone's already applied some kind of bad meaning to that phrase. Yeah. That can't be say, a clean phrase. That can't well, be a safe phrase to use. The good news, at least, is that these are children. They don't know those references. Right. And it worked because the reason she mentions the Roman bath is because George does not want to have a bath. So she mentions, oh, but you're Roman today. The Romans are very good at baths. Yes. So I guess, you know. Yeah, you got to get kids, you got to get them kid context into the bath any way you can. Excuses it, sort yeah. of. And um, so they take the bath and they come down in adorable little robes and their mom and dad arrive to pick them up. And I don't even remember. Oh, I think maybe Peppa says like Tempest Fugit, which grandma also teaches her. And they all fall down laughing hysterically and cut. <laughs> Like that, they, they're ha ha ha, fall down, cut. Like it's the next While thing. While the narrator on. says, everyone loves being Romans. Yes. Yeah. And then immediately, foggy day <laughs> foggy is the next. Day. I, I love the jump cuts. Yeah, they're so weird though. So this final segment, foggy day, um, 
they're going to go to the playground mm-hmm. and they, I believe, live on a hill. Everything is on a hill. And in somehow this world. they don't see this fog that they walk into. I, I don't get it. They, they seem to they seem to not be able to see off screen. It's, it's a very dense fog that they end up walking into. It is. They can't even find their way home. And Daddy Pig keeps getting lost like a lot. And Mom keeps saying, are you sure you know you're, where you're going? And he always says yes, even though he's always wrong. <laughs> and that's when he walks into the tree. Yep. <laughs> and then they just, oh, they find some ducks. Mm-hmm. And I, I've noticed this. There's ducks in this episode. And they're just regular ducks, like, on the ground and quacking and stuff like that. In the previous episode, there was a parrot that they were painting a picture of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was been a poly parrot or whatever. Some yep. very generic parrot name. This show is anti-bird. <laughs> Go on. The birds aren't, like, characters. They're real animals. All of the other types of animals, like sheep and elephants and pigs and rabbits, they're all kind of humanoid things going around. But the birds, they're just birds. But ducks, think, are, ducks couldn't possibly be doing crafts and rolling in the mud. Think about it this way, though. That all of the animals that are humanoid are large animals. So comparatively, if you're, if you're pretending that you live in a world where animals are the humanoid figures then the pets that they would have would I mean, be the smaller creatures I wouldn't mean, they ducks and rabbits aren't that different in size they're all barnyard animals oh right there's a rabbit yeah all right i have no idea then like i don't want to get into a whole like why does goofy get a house and pluto is owned by mickey kind of thing <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not trying to go down but that. it sounds like you're trying to it, it's just this show is anti-bird <laughs> I don't know if I'm okay with this Peppa Pig. Birds are awesome. Birds are great. Birds are possibly the best type of animal. They're basically dinosaurs. Yeah. And they can fly. And they have cool colored eggs. And other things. I've run out of bird facts. (laughs) They're pretty. They're super pretty. And they move their head around weird. So like they kind of look like they're animatronic even though they're not. (laughs) And they yell, cool. Side note, there is an amazing game on Steam called Hanaful Boyfriend. Yes. Which is literally a game about pigeon dating. You're the only human at a, at a bird school. And it's like a <laughs> just a dating game where you're trying to date all these different birds. And so Andrew and his sister and I were playing this game one night and his sister was narrating the, the subtitles. And there's just a lot of coo with exclamation point afterward and i can't begin to explain how funny it was she she did a very good she put her all into being that excitable pigeon thank you katie (laughs) there's not really much else that happens in the foggy day one eventually they make it to the playground they make instead of home there was a there was a brief surreal moment where they're lost in the for i had forgotten about the playground entirely right they were lost in the fog and he just stumbles upon a ladder to nowhere to, it's it not, seems like it's not attached to anything it's just a ladder and he climbs up and then he just tells peppa oh you should come up and look and see what we found and she sticks her head up she's just like above the clouds and it felt like it was going to be some weird surreal cartoon at that point like they were going to be in like the cloud dimension or they'd made their way to heaven or something because it just, it was, there was no, there's nothing, you know what I mean? No other context. There's yeah. no other context. There was just a ladder you into the up clouds. It and now you can see above the clouds. It wasn't that, though. They just found the playground. Yeah, she was on a slide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, like, oh, slides, slides have ladders. This yep. all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, honestly, that 
whole thing. This is the last episode, and it ends with the kids yelling at least three times, we're on the playground, <laughs> in case anyone didn't know, and seesaw, seesaw, just over and over, I which love, is also kind of accurate for kids. I loved the seesaw, yeah. them and doing that. It, it reminded me of uh, something that you and I have done a number of times when we go to the dairy farm and we get ice cream. And there's all of the animals, and we just imagine that they just <laughs> forgot about that. Yes. Just animals, instead of saying their animal noise, just say the name of their animal. So they just cow, cow. <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's it gets me every time. I uh, used to picture that when dogs walk and they they trot along, they say doggy, 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 while they do. Which I always really liked. <laughs> so that's seesaw would just go seesaw. Same thing. Yeah. So what did we learn from Peppa Pig today? Oh, all the things. Um, British kids' accents are adorable. Yep, they really are. Uh, little boys who only know one word, like dinosaur, also cute. Dinosaurs are. Re- if you're gonna be a little kid that only knows one word, dinosaur's, dinosaur's a, good a good one. Yeah stereotypes are real because dads always get lost and moms like dancing and not mud Mm -hmm. and grannies drink tea i was pleased that peppa pig wasn't grossed out by the mud they didn't do like a girls are grossed out by mud yeah that was good she was fully into everything yep so that was cool like i said at the beginning this was not the most offensive show and it was probably one of the better ones although it's one a bit based on one episode it's hard to (laughs) Say that for sure. Yeah, I could definitely see it getting irritating. I I don't know that I'm going to tell Sam about this one and like encourage him to watch it. But if I, I yeah, found I mean, out, if if he happens upon it, then I mean that's another thing. But we're not actively going to tell him that he's going to get to watch a new show at screen time today. And no, it's no, Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he knows what that is. I think I think I've heard him reference it once or twice. Oh, okay. I think one of his friends from school really likes it. Oh, okay. But, you know, I don't I don't really know. I don't know what's going on in that kid's head. I feel so bad. I don't know if other parents are dealing with this right now, but our son is still not in school, thanks to the pandemic. And he still occasionally talks about school like it happened last week. Yep. Instead of months and months and months ago. And he's gotten real kind of sad recently about, you know, not having any kids his age to play with. I think... He's seen them twice since we've been in quarantine, one of which was from his birthday parade. So it was kind of at a distance anyway. Yeah. And I just, he doesn't have a sibling. We can't send him to school. Is anyone else struggling with this? It's, I'm sorry to be a downer at the end of the episode, but. (laughs) I hope you had fun, but let's talk about COVID. (laughs) I know that this is all fun and games. You all want to laugh about the pig, but real talk for a minute. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess the bright side is we're pretty good playmates. I mean, Sam and I played Coyote and Roadrunner and Brave Knight and Dragon for like an hour. Oh, I haven't gotten to play day. Brave Knight and Dragon yet. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, he was the dragon. I mm-hmm. had to be the Brave Knight. And he was a dragon that had to go to school. Mm. And then all of a sudden school was on fire. So we <laughs> oh, no. had to save all of his teachers and friends 
and bring them into his dragon cave for safety. Okay, good. And his teachers, of all people, for some reason, kept like just forgetting that it was on fire and they needed to leave. And so we had to keep going back to get them. <laughs> Which isn't a huge deal, except that his cave is this little like cove under a pine tree and it involves a lot of bending. And I kept like imagining spiders crawling on my head from the tree. And, uh, it's just... I'm going to be honest, you don't sound like you were a very brave knight. <laughs> it no, sounds like I'm not a brave knight. Sounds all. like maybe he should have been the brave knight. And this is the whole dragon. point of pretending. So, I mean, someday he'll have friends to play with again. And for now, he's got mom who's, you know, not half bad. Like Peppa Pig. <laughs> Bringing it back. I also want to make clear that he also plays with his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it sounds very much like it was like, if he needs a friend, he's got mom. Dad is elsewhere. <laughs> dad is also a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Yes, he he plays with both of us quite a bit. So that's good. It's not a contest. (laughs) But if it was, I'd be winning. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, actually, before we finish up here, I need to issue a retraction. Oh. A few episodes ago, in our episode about Caillou, I may have implied that my sister watched Caillou. (laughs) And for that, I am truly sorry. Sorry, Katie. I did not mean to imply that she ever watched it on her own. Or even accidentally. All I meant to say was that it was a show that was on at the time my sister was also watching PBS programming. And I was aware of it because it would come before or after things that she watched. I would never meant to imply that my sister liked and enjoyed Kaya. <laughs> and for that I'm sorry. I should have been more rigorous with my fact checking. And been a more responsible reporter of events. Were you being intentionally clever? Just now when you apologized, or did you accidentally say sorry? I'm going to say that I was being very clever (laughs) and doing the only accent I will do at all this show. (laughs) All right, I can run with that. If you uh, have another show that you think we should check out or another episode of a show we've already done or a comment or concern or you just want to say, hey, you can reach out to us at ScreenTimeIsCanceled at gmail.com or on Twitter at STIC Podcast. Bye. Bye. Screen Time is Canceled is written and produced by your host, Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is Winner Winner by Kevin McLeod. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you.